Good morning and welcome to AC23, the podcast of the Arts Council of Greater Baton Rouge. I'm your host, Pam Bordelon. We appreciate you joining us. And with me this morning is Garland Goodwin-Wilson, the Artistic Director and Founder of Of Moving Colors Contemporary Dance Company. Welcome. Thank you, Pam. It's great to be here. So what's going on these days over at OMC? Well, it's a very exciting year for us. It is our 35th anniversary season. Wow. 35 years. It's my 25th year with the company. Okay. We have a new executive director, Miss Anna Schwab. We've received our first grant from the National Endowment of the Arts. Yay! Throw up a ray. And we have an incredible season. <laughs> yeah. So it's a really exciting year to be involved Sounds with like Of it. Moving Colors. Sounds like it. Now, see, I thought you... I didn't. I didn't know about of. This is how good a job you've done. I never knew about of moving colors until you stepped into that role. Well, thank you. Uh, of moving colors was actually founded under the name in the company of dancers. Long names by Lisa Hooks, who okay. you might remember. Yes. So when I moved back into the country in 1998, okay, I was actually going to start a production company that worked with the dancers. Okay. Soon after that, we realized that the audience was small and contained in the arts yes. in Baton Rouge, which we hope that many of you listening will join in if you never have before and experience the incredible wealth of talent we have in Baton Rouge. And so we merged organizations okay. almost when we started. Okay. So that's why my 25 doesn't match the 35-year okay. history of the organization. Okay. Okay. So how... Uh, how have things changed in 25 years? I'm thinking that audience has grown a little bit. People audience little... has grown a little bit. There's been a lot that's changed. And most significantly, most significantly in recent times, I think, is the uh, incorporation of technology and digital access to what mm -hmm. you're doing. Yeah. Uh, when we started, I'm mean, actually, <laughs> if you want to go way back, when I inherited the company from Lisa Hooks, and the treasurer uh, of their board of directors, I was given an, a box mm -hmm. with envelopes of bank statements. Oh, wow. And my financials were written in pencil on the back of the envelopes. Oh, oh goodness. <laughs> and I was handed a box of financials that was the size of a shoebox and one box of grants. And they said, good luck. Wow. I know. So, so let's let's even just taking technology from a standard of, of of finance. Yeah, you know, we go from things written on paper to to you know calling your banker and having them pull a check and copy it for you. Or, I mean, so many things now. Everything is digital. Let's pull out our QR codes. Let's yeah. go really fast. Let's have giving buttons. Let's have programming buttons. Yeah, and that's not even to talk about programming. Yeah, yeah. It has it has changed a lot. It has it has changed a ton. You can't even get a paper ticket to go to the football game anymore. It, you have to have a digital That's ticket. That's right, to get or in. buy concessions. Yeah, yeah. Everything is paperless. Yeah, and and then when there is someone that takes cash for merchandise <laughs> or concession, nobody has the cash on them. Yeah, I'm, I'm all about it. Cause <laughs> if, if I have cash, I spend it. So <laughs> yeah. So for of moving colors being a smaller but hopefully doing big things organization, it. Uh, 
COVID actually, I think, helped us Mm -hmm. because it mandated that small organizations were propelled into more of a digital realm of performance and media. I still think there's nothing more beautiful than live theater and live music and live performing arts and even going to the gallery to see visual arts. The arts just different. It's a moment that is captured that's gone. Yeah. And uh, so I don't think it's taken that away, but to be able to offer alternatives for people that might not be in the theater or that might not be able to come to the theater or they just missed that program. Yeah. You're still able to offer them a taste of something about what you're doing. Yeah. That's, that's a gift. It broadens your audience. Yeah, it, it, broadens your it does, and 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 creates a far different audience from those that attend. Actually, mm-hmm. things uh, you're smaller, shorter, faster, bigger, brighter, or not. Yeah, but it's a choice. As much as your lighting design for the theater is, the choice of what you're putting out there digitally is a different choice. Sure. Yeah. So what is coming up on your horizon? Well, right around the horizon, or should I say at 5 a.m. No, it's not at 5 a.m. On October 21st, Mm -hmm. we will be performing the opening work of our season called Clock Tower. Okay. Uh, We we premiered this in the spring, and um, it received a, a, a strong amount of of good feedback and from people that saw it and people that wanted to see it again. And so when we were thinking about and curating our 35th anniversary season, uh, we were only able to perform it for one night. Mm -hmm. And so I think the dancers as well as our board of directors were, were, excited to put that first Mm -hmm. and have an opportunity to perform it again. Yeah. Cause even last spring, people were still a little locked down. Mm-hmm. They hadn't quite come out of their cocoon quite like they have now. So mm-hmm. you've got a lot of folks that can go experience this now. I know. I, ho- I hope that you come and see it. You know, that uh, speaking personally as an artist, mm-hmm. we build a body of work, right? Sure. So an artist will build a body of work, and some of it's amazing and some of it's not, right? And a lot of it's in between, and but it's never quite a perfect angle up. Yeah. Right? It, it ebbs and flows, yeah. as the Arts Council's as festival we, is as, called. That's it. <laughs> it ebbs and flows. And I, I definitely think this one is um, a beautiful show to experience. Okay. Um, it's, it's beautiful visually. The concept relates to everyone. So uh, do you mind if I share a little bit about, about that? I was about to ask. I, I know a little bit about its backstory. So please share, because I think it's fascinating how you came up with this. So I tell people that I had a responsible gypsy decade, and that was <laughs> a lot of fun. And in my responsible gypsy decade, I lived in Eastern Europe. Oh, wow. And spent a good good amount of time in Prague and in the Czech Republic at dance festivals and things like that. And I worked with a company called Takmer Nahodizoskopini Takmer Tanachnikov. Say that fast. <laughs> yeah, right, right. The Slovak language was really interesting. And so, um, and that just meant an interesting group of interesting dancers. Okay. Um, and so we were performing in the Czech Republic. We were in Prague a good bit. It was shortly after the Velvet Re- Revolution. So mm-hmm. Slovakia was now Slovakia and the Czech Republic. There was no more Czechoslovakia. Still, Prague was the hub for both. Mm-hmm. So even though it had changed, technically, yeah, um, it was the center. It was still the big city. It was. Okay. So um, I was seeing this beautiful clock tower 
in their square uh, many times. And it's one, it is, uh, I actually have read different pieces of information, but to jump to it, it's one of the oldest astronomical clocks in the world. Yeah. And I believe it is the second oldest, longest work, uh, working clock. Working clock, yeah. So it's fascinating. Uh, we're, we're, we're on a podcast, so maybe if you'll close your eyes for 10 seconds <laughs> and you'll imagine that the clock strikes noon and similar to a cuckoo clock, but much bigger, this door opens and these 12 apostles come rotating around and then you're also looking and so you see the, the dials for a.m. and p.m. and sunrise and sunset and zodiacs and all of these different intricate wheels that are turning oh, wow. and then there are these creatures all over the clock. There's a skeleton there's a a Jew. There's um, there's a wise man. There's a fool. So there there are all of these um, different figurines, mm-hmm. if you can say that. But they're um, all like hugging the corners of this clock. And uh, I've always thought it was fascinating. And I don't know. Coming out of the pandemic, I think that time and the freedom that it brings. Yeah. We we walked through that. Yeah, we we walked through some time and I felt that the doors were opening to offer a little freedom. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'd had some ideas for a long time and we just decided to go for it. And uh, there are, it's an abstract work of art. It's, mm-hmm. it's a contemporary dance theater work. There's definitely abstract things, but, um, but there are also a lot of symbols that we've incorporated uh, I, I think it would be a great performance to do a Q&A. So if anybody's listening and you come to the show and you want to hear anything else, just give me a call afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> but um, because we did incorporate a lot of the literal symbols, mm-hmm. um, the hands of the time and the creatures and and um, what it started to become as the work developed mm-hmm. was a work about people coming together and being alone. And that was also quite the contradiction that we lived through. Sure. And so we built this work like a puzzle. Um, There's an artist, Merce Cunningham, and he would always mix things up and change music. And Mm -hmm. it's a little bit like that. So we would create a trio and we would create a solo, but we didn't exactly know if they would be together. Okay. So just like in Town Square, you might walk there one day and there are a hundred people in the square, or you might walk there and And there are two people. Yeah. So the dance work represents life like that. Some of the collisions, some of the times when people come together, some of the the things people do uh, are not maybe what you would do if you were trying to create a symmetrical, balanced dance performance. So the balance is life, which is not always balanced in every scene. (laughs) So that's a little bit about it. It's very pretty. the uh, the dancers did a really stellar job. It was a, 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 a sorry. It was a it was a collaborative process. There okay. was a lot of improvisation. A lot of dancers came together and choreographed different things that represented who they were. Okay. Sometimes they would just throw a phrase out there, almost like a sneeze, you know. And then we John Allen came in, who I've worked with for twenty years. He's so amazing. He set two pieces on the company. They're really really beautiful. Wow. So. Um, you know, Clock Tower is a very luscious and rich expression of a diverse world coming together and going apart. I, I think I'm going to have to check this one out. <laughs> Come on, baby. 
So who are some of the dancers that are that are because you have an amazing group of dancers? I have I haven't the last time I saw you you guys dance was pre pandemic of course and and I went to your kicking out and I was just flabbergasted with the talent that you have Thank you. in your company. They are just some really talented young people. I know. I wish I could like keep them <laughs> here forever. Uh, but being in a place like Baton Rouge, people definitely come and go. Yeah. We, we, we have had dancers, it, it amazes me, that have been with the company for over 10 years. And one of those dancers, as I said, is now our executive director, Anna Schwab. And mm-hmm. she choreographed an incredible piece for Clock Tower. And dances um, in in a few uh, excerpts in the show as well, and in her own piece. She did a great job, and uh, anybody that knows Anna knows she's hypnotic to watch on stage. So that's really, really a treat to have her back on the OMC stage. It's just, I I could watch her all night long. And then another guy from New Orleans, Calvin Rowe. Mm -hmm. A lot of you guys that have seen OMC's work, you know Calvin because he's the strong guy that can balance on a chair. (laughs) Or pick 500 people up mm-hmm. or anyway, he's, he's coming in to perform okay. and two of our dancers that left, one's in Texas and one's in New Orleans and they're coming back, Kayla Cole and Anne-Marie Herring okay. and, uh, and Julian Guillory, who is I love, one I of love everybody's my, yeah. favorite. I love my Julian. <laughs> Julian's of course in every other piece because he's our man. If there are any male dancers out there, we need you. We need yes, male indeed. dancers in this city. Yes, indeed. So um, Julian choreographed the closing piece as well as some other okay. uh, parts in the show. He has a great solo that he does on top of this like teetering ladder. It's very oh, wow. Lots of suspense. So uh, yeah, it's a cool. great cast. Lauren Abair, who's been with the company that yeah, a lot of people haven't name. come to know, but she has a beautiful solo. Lots mm-hmm. of things. I don't know who's listening and who knows who, but come <laughs> yeah. and see, and you'll see a, a, a beautiful group of dancers that have worked really hard to create something for so our city. So does Garland dance anymore, or are you pretty much hung your shoes up? <laughs> yeah, my bare, my bare feet for the modern company. Um, I retired in 2012, Okay, and when we did Romeo and Juliet, there was Lady Montague and Lady Capulet. And I have to say, I loved Our Lady Montague mm-hmm. and Lady Capulet. But when the show closed, I thought, I could have played the mom. Why didn't I play the mom? <laughs> so uh, I have not performed since 2012. Um, I have two teenagers at home, and mm-hmm. I like to watch them perform, be it not art, but volleyball or okay. throwing uh, the shot put or whatever. And um I don't know. We're doing Othello in the spring, and there is a dad. Okay. I thought maybe I could be the dad that becomes the mom. Okay. But I don't know. I really enjoy watching the company develop the work. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an old figure, if you're a, a historian and you've heard of Diaghilev, um, he was a producer mm-hmm. back in the days of Nijinsky and the Rite of Spring and okay. all of that crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. And um, uh, Stravinsky's music that yeah. caused riots in Paris. And um, sometimes I think of myself, sometimes I've always, even when I was performing, mm-hmm. thought of myself more as someone that puts things together yeah. as my first love. Okay. Um, I love to bring people into the theater. I love the atmosphere of the theater. I love site-specific work when it's mm-hmm. given its time. Yeah. Um, I don't like to always just perform anywhere, but to create something for a specific place. And most of the time that that's initially for the theater before mm-hmm. we, we bring it out to the community and schools and libraries and things okay. like that. So I don't know, Pam, 
<laughs> if I perform, I'll um, I'll announce it. And that way, those that go, oh, Lord, they don't have to come. And those that go, interesting, there you go. You can make your own decision. <laughs> so aside from uh, Clock Tower, what else is on the agenda for OMC? So our, um, our season has three shows. We have Clock Tower kicking it off in, in October and then Kick It Out. It's uh, We've done Kick It Out for over a decade. There are three versions because mm-hmm. we realized these kids were staying for – eight to 10 years and their mamas didn't want to see the same thing every year. So (laughs) we gave it a little diversity. And uh, this year it's simply that's entertainment. It's built from a lot of inspirations from old movies and old Broadway productions and even old TV. So um, uh, it's a fun one. The other two are ones about love and ones about the world all around the world. And so this year that's entertainment. That'll be February 4th. Mm -hmm. And, uh, a lot of fun, and we just had registration this week, so I've got to meet some of my new children that will be Yay. participating, who I always fall in love with. Very exciting. And um, then in the spring, if I may say so, sure, I am calling it the collaboration of the year. Uh, it is for me, anyway. Okay. It's definitely the collaboration of my year and perhaps my decade. Okay. So we received our first grant from the National Endowment of the Arts to do Othello. Okay. Julian is Othello. Okay. He's worked hard to get there. And Anna is Desdemona. Okay. So it'll be a really exciting leading cast. That's a pretty big production. It's a big one. We have done two other Shakespeare works. We did The Tempest in 2017. And we did Romeo and Juliet in 2015. And they're very inspiring for me, but you're right. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Co-producing that with me is Courtney Landry. She's moved away, but she's coming in. She'll also choreograph. And the reason why I say the collaboration of the year is because Christian Von Howard, who works with Alvin Ailey and teaches at Sarah Lawrence, (gasps) amazing, he's going to come in. And Christian Fredrickson, who works, uh, has a composition class at MIT, graduated from Juilliard, worked with uh, many, many different artists as a composer. Uh-huh. Christian's coming back. He created a score for The Tempest. He'll create a score for Othello. We'll work with live musicians wow. on stage. And then Pavel Zustiak, who's my friend, full circle, from Slovakia. Uh-huh. Pavel has, uh, Paolo is his nickname. Paolo will come and set some drama and the introduction and uh, some choreography for the show. So there there will be a wealth of artists wow. that are coming together to create that work. We'll so have to have a party at the Arts Council for all let's these people. have a party. <laughs> let's do let's a party. toast champagne. <laughs> and that actually is earlier. The show's in May, mm-hmm. but the many of the artists will be here around January 5th. So, Pam, I'm game. Let's have a champagne let's toast. See if we can do something. <laughs> I like You it. know, we like any excuse for a yeah! party. <laughs> we know, haven't had enough of those lately. I know your history. <laughs> yeah. For those of you who don't, she's the amazing party coverer for the decades. <laughs> So um, you mentioned children and your uh, your children, and then the, your children that you that become part of your family. <laughs> do any of your kids dance? Do they have a, a an itch to do that? My daughter danced for a good number of years, and she actually had to have knee surgery, and that was around the time of the pandemic, and okay. it, it was a big one. She had mm-hmm. what's called an OCD, oh. and um, it took her out of walking. During the time when a lot of people are going on point. And yeah. then she walked into a room with all these tall people that were volleyball players. 
and said, I've met my village. So, okay. yeah, they're not dancing, but um, but we dance in life. So yeah. that works. Dance good in the enough. kitchen while you're cooking supper. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's where I did most. That's where I grew up doing most of my dancing. My mom and dad cooked dinner tonight every, together every night. And music was on and we would twirl around the kitchen so I love that yeah mom would grab my hand and she would um 1950s she would jitterbug with me all yeah, in the living room a lot it. that was it it was really nice wasn't it yes it was so uh people want to get tickets for clockwork clock tower excuse me That's how do right. we do that all of our tickets will be sold through Manship Theater at Shaw Center for the Arts. Okay. Um, if you go to our website, mm-hmm. ofmovingcolors.org, you can also be directed there and find out about some other things. Okay. Or give us a million dollars, whatever you want. No. And then, and then if we'll you, give you lots of tickets. Yeah, and you lots can invite of tickets. everybody you, wanted, <laughs> I, you ever right. thought you wanted to entertain. <laughs> or you can go to the Manship's website okay. and search for us in their okay. events. Can you get like tickets for the whole season too? We don't sell season tickets okay. right now. You can okay. purchase them individually. Okay. But you cannot uh, purchase a season subscription. Okay. All right. Well, Garland, thank you so much for joining us this morning. I, it was good to catch up with you and you sounds like y'all got some exciting things in the works. Thanks for including mm-hmm. me, Pam. Thank you so much. And if you're looking for something fun to do this afternoon, the Arts Council Sunday in the Park is this uh, afternoon at 2 o'clock from 2 to 5 downtown in the plaza for the uh, at the Shaw Center. So come on down, have a good time, bring the kiddos, bring, bring your folding chair, and make an afternoon. The weather's supposed to be gorgeous. We enjoy fall while we can down here because it's fleeting. <laughs> so we appreciate you joining us, and we will catch up with you next Sunday right here on AC23.